Here's the theme. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more, on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone, and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's edition of the show, we're going to take a musical trip to Monterey, then travel clear across the country to Coney Island, and we'll be traveling by train. We'll also do some wiggling and hear some songs about some captains. Ah, but what kind of captains? There are ship's captains, military captains, airline captains, fire and police captains, and captains of industry. Just keep listening to find out. But first, we spent most of this past week in Monterey, California at a business conference, and if you have to be stuck at a business conference for two days, you could do a lot worse than Monterey. So we're going to take a musical trip to Monterey, beginning with the Blue Liars.
Isham Jones and his orchestra for Brunswick in New York on September 21st, 1926 with I Lost My Heart in Monterey When I Found You. Frank Munn was the vocalist, and I Lost My Heart in Monterey was written by Raymond B. Egan, Billy Rose, and Richard A. Whiting. We don't know who most of the players are, but Alfie Evans played clarinet, Isham Jones tenor sax, Tom Stax was on drums, and on banjo, Harry Reeser. Before that, we were on the way to Monterey with Henry Halstead and his orchestra. On the way to Monterey was written by Ben Black and Neil Moret, whose real name, you know, was Charles N. Daniels. That was recorded January 23, 1925 in Oakland, California, and issued on Victor 19579. It's not very prominent, but there is a piano in that arrangement, and it's a Steinway Baby Grand. More specifically, Steinway Piano Number 223053, which was manufactured in 1923 or 24. The folks at the Victor Studios got the piano from Sherman Clay and Company in Oakland. Sherman Clay was not a person, but a music store founded by Leander Sherman in 1870 in San Francisco, and whose business partner was Major C.C. Clay from 1876 until his death in 1905. The firm opened their first Oakland location in 1907. The Sherman family owned the company until 1960 when it was sold to the Schwartz family, but sadly the last store closed in 2013. Monterey was not sunny this past week. In fact, it rained quite heavily Wednesday and Thursday. Nevertheless, we started off that Monterey set with My Sunny Monterey, played by the Blue Liars. Not as in prevaricators, but as in the harp-like stringed instrument. The Blue Liars was the name given to a band directed by Arthur Lolly, which played at the ballroom of London's Dorchester Hotel in the early 30s, but they never recorded under that name. This Blue Liars was Bert Ambrose's orchestra. They recorded six sessions for Decca in 1931 and 14 sessions for Xenophone the following year. This was Xenophone 6151, recorded in London, June 17, 1932. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. On last week's West Coast Ragtime Festival recap show, I played vintage recordings of a couple of songs accordionist Matt Tolentino had played at the festival. I didn't have time to play this one, so here it is now to start off a set about Coney Island. I feel much bad all the day. I told to my Mary, she gone away. When I saw that steamboat leave, I waste much time when I got in. Steamboat, she no go to Italy, she wait a while. Cause last night I saw my marriage at Coney Isle. Don't you tell nobody now what I tell you. What do you think my marriage she do? 
<laughs> I went home. The more I thought about it, I made up my mind I'd learn that dance. And I went out into the cornfield where none of the neighbors could see me. And I'll be darned if I didn't knock down about four acres of corn, but I never got that dance right. <laughs> On June 5, 1906, Ada Jones and Len Spencer were coming home from Coney Isle on a trolley with boys and goyles together dressed in their latest styles. Len Spencer wrote that descriptive scene, and it was issued on two different Victor records, 4788, an 8-inch format, and the 10-inch 16172. A couple of years later, around November of 1908, Cal Stewart's alter ego, Uncle Josh, made his way to Coney Island on an electric streetcar, but it wound up costing him a dollar instead of the normal five cents. He makes his way to the Midway Plaisance, 
which he calls the middle way plea sumps, and watches Salome doing some hoochie-coochie dancing. The one performance of the Richard Strauss opera Salome at the Met in New York in 1907 with its Dance of the Seven Veils sparked Salomania, and in October of 1908 there were 24 Salome acts in New York City. Back home in the cornfield, Uncle Josh tried to do the Dance of the Seven Veils, but never could get it right. That recording is from Indestructible Two-Minute Cylinder number 920. The Indestructible Phonograph Company of Albany, New York, made molded celluloid cylinders from 1907 until 1922. They were sold under the Indestructible label and also by Sears Roebuck and Company under the Oxford label. From 1908 to 1912, they were also distributed by the Columbia Phonograph Company. We started off with Eddie Morton singing Mariuch and Make of the Hoochamacooch down at Coney Isle, written by Andrew Sterling and Harry Von Tilzer. That's from Victor 5220, recorded August 1st, 1907. Have a particular song or artist you'd like to hear on Rapidly Rotating Records? Well, you can send your requests and your comments about the show by email to glenn at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or send cards or letters to Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. That's glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com or Post Office Box 145, Claremont, California, 91711. Speaking of the Ragtime Festival, it wasn't all piano at the Ragtime Festival. No, no, no. Besides Matt Tolentino's accordion, the washboard was well represented by the vocal banjo washboard duo of Big Mama Sue and Fast Eddie, Patrick Skiffington of the Free Badge Serenaders, Steve Driven and his whiz-bang percussion, and our friend pianist John Reed Torres, who seemed to have his washboard at his side at all times, ready to add impromptu percussive accompaniment wherever he could. One of the tunes in the festival finale on Sunday afternoon was this one, composed by Tiny Parham and played here by Tiny Parham and his musicians. Thank you. 
The last time I played Add a Little Wiggle was back in 2015. Remember? That's right, by the All-Star Orchestra with Bix. Well, this time we heard it by Led Gluskin's Ambassadonians, recorded in Berlin, Germany on January 27, 1929, and issued on the German Triurgon record label. Triurgon was a sound-on-film system developed by a trio of German inventors in the early 1920s, but the name was also used by Triurgon Photoelectro Records, which made phonograph records from around 1928 to 1932. Add a Little Wiggle was written by Jack Yellen and Milton Ager. Before that, it was Mills Blue Rhythm Band, directed by Lucky Melinder with St. Louis Wiggle Rhythm, written by Melinder and Tab Smith. The band started out as the Coconut Grove Orchestra, led by Reedman Bingy Madison, but became Mills Blue Rhythm Band when Irving Mills became its manager in 1936. That was Columbia 3135-D, waxed May 20, 1936. We started off with Tiny Parham, who was anything but tiny, and his musicians with the Parham original, Washboard Wiggles, recorded by Victor in Chicago on July 22, 1929. On Washboard, Ernie Marrero. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. A couple of weeks ago, you learned all about Captain Frank O'Neill and his passion for Irish music. Well, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about some other captains. in a riot call. Down. 
passes with firm and fearless glances. They shall not pass the center aisle. He's armed to the teeth with a winsome smile. Brave Captain Custard, undaunted and unflustered. While around him women are clustered, he knows all their wishes. They're waiting for dishes. Not his uniform, spick and spruce, but he looks too much like a Charlotte Ruse. <laughs> Dear Captain Custard. Dear Captain Custard.
drums, your bugles and your drums away. What a mess, we're in distress, so where's the captain's hat? We've got all the exits barred, and we're calling out the corporal's guard. What a fuss, hear the sergeant cuss, so where's the captain's hat? Did he leave it in the park, did he lose it in the dark, when he looked in her eyes too long? Did he lose it for a kiss, can we blame a pretty miss if she's doing the army wrong? There'll be no parade today, and we're sorry over this delay. Where's the miss who could tell us this, oh where, oh where's the captain's hat? Stepping over our imaginary 1920s and 30s line a bit, from April 11, 1941, that was Art Castle and his Castles in the Air with the musical question, Where's the Captain's Hat? The vocal on Bluebird 11133 was by Marion Holmes and the Castle Trio. Fiddler William T. Narmore, born in 1889, and guitarist Shelley W. Smith, born in 1895, were from Carroll County in central Mississippi. By the 1920s, they were well-known musicians in the area, playing at dances, picnics, country fairs, and other social occasions. They came to the attention of OK Records, and in February of 1928, they were invited to Memphis, Tennessee to make their first records, one of which was Captain George, Has Your Money Come? Normore is incorrectly credited on OK45242 as WF instead of WT Narmore, and Smith is also credited using his initials. The records sold well, and in March of 1929, the duo were in Atlanta for another OK session, which produced their most well-known tunes, Carroll County Blues and Charleston No. 1. They made the last of their 32 sides for OK in the summer of 1931. We started off with Captain Custard, a song by Johnny Burke and Victor Skirtsinger, sung by Bob Hope and Bing Crosby in the first of their road pictures, Road to Singapore. We heard it performed by Ray Noble and his orchestra with the vocal by Ray Noble himself. Columbia 35392 was recorded in Los Angeles on December 29, 1939. Doing our 
part to keep alive the music of the 1920s and 30s. This is Rapidly Rotating Records, Sunday evenings at 6 on KISL-FM 88.7 Avalon and available anytime on demand online at rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. Rather than drive to my meeting in Monterey last week, I decided to relax and take the train, which turned out to be a pretty good idea. It takes a bit longer. Okay, a lot longer. But is relaxing, avoids traffic, and offers some lovely views of the Pacific coast. So, here's Ted Weems and his orchestra to start off a train segment. Choo-choo train and hear that whistle blow. Ooh, 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 gee, I love it so. I love to ride on a choo-choo train and hear them ring that bell. Ding dong, ding ding dong, gee, I think it's swell. Oh, what a treat to have my sweetie there with me. Oh, boy, oh boy, how we enjoy that scenery. Just turn me loose on an old caboose And I'd just go insane Each clicking wheel gets in my bones I'm a regular Casey Jones I love to ride on a choo-choo On a choo-choo-choo-choo train He loves to ride on an old guitar So let that rhythm swing He loves to groan on a slide trombone And swing it wide and high you yet on a clarinet that'll make those jitterbugs yell Run. 
We started off that railroad set with Ted Weems and his orchestra, and I love to ride on a choo-choo train. The vocalist on Decca 2366, recorded March 11, 1936, was Almo Tanner. Next, it was classic blues singer Martha Copeland with one of the 34 songs she recorded between 1923 and 1928, Mr. Brakeman, Let Me Ride Your Train. She was accompanied on that May 5, 1927 recording by Bob Fuller and Ernest Elliott on clarinets, and the song's composer, Porter Granger, on piano. Martha Copeland was followed by Ronnie Monroe and his dance orchestra with The Blue Train, written by Ivy St. Helier, Jay Gorney, and Robert Stoltz. The vocalist on that Parlophone 78 made in London in March of 1927 was Maurice Elwin. And we finished up with Henry Thomas, also known as Ragtime Texas, accompanying himself on guitar on The Little Red Caboose. Vocalion 1138 was recorded October 5, 1927, in Chicago. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>